Welcome back to the DJ's Aviation Podcast with your host, Dan. The podcast that is home for anyone that simply wants to relax, listen to ramblings about the aviation industry, venting about life, interests such as photography, gaming, and so much more like sports. Stay tuned and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast now. I'm still keeping up with the weekly routine, something honestly I'm quite shocked about, considering I am so bad with um, keeping to something. Prime example is I recently started a Flickr account. Now, I have still been going out and doing photography, but I've not been posting on the Flickr account. I did it for about... Oh. Something's going on outside. What a great start to the podcast. Anyway, as I was saying, I have been going out and doing quite a bit, fair bit of photography, but simply not putting it out on Flickr, which is something I should get back to doing. I was active for two weeks and then stopped doing it. So I'm pretty proud of myself for, you know, still doing this. This podcast is being recorded on Wednesday, the 21st of April at 10, almost 30 p.m. Um, local time here in the UK. It is being broadcasted live in the Discord server, which you can join with discord.gg forward slash aviation. That is our vanity URL. Today's topics include, well, actually, to be honest, there's not really anything aviation related. It's it's more life updates and other things I've been doing away from aviation. Um, this will become more of an aviation related podcast. Um, I guess you could say when the industry returns to somewhat normality, there are some stories that I want to cover, whether that be trip reports, basically going in an audio form. Uh, that I will be doing as podcasts eventually, but I kind of have a lot going on at the moment and we'll just use this podcast to vent. We have no new reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts, so there's nothing for me to cover like the last episode where I think I rambled for like nine minutes doing the intro, or maybe that was episode two. Um, There's nothing on Spotify, but once again, to anyone that is tuning into the podcast, it's greatly appreciated. I've had a lot of good feedback, pardon me, in the Discord server, that people just enjoy listening to these and chucking them on whenever, and the same went for the old ones. So yeah, the topics today actually include trains. (laughs) Completely, very, very weird, um, seeming I'm an aviation-related channel, and technically it's the DJ's aviation podcast. Yet I'm going to be talking about trains, but nevertheless, there are quite a few funny things that happened to me in the past week that, um, yeah, have gone on regarding trains because I've been getting into a lot more different photography and videography and there's future channel plans that I've been taking a look at, which I may cover at the end of this video, but I thought I'd begin with basically taking a look at the past week. And that would begin with train spotting. Now, I'm not sure if that's the right terminology because someone tried to ke- correct me on Twitter, but I like train spotting. I'm just going to go with train spotting. Uh, it's, it's the easiest way to say it. Um, I've actually went uh, train spotting for the first time in my entire life last week. And guess what? I loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed going to see the trains and taking pictures of them. Something I never thought I would do. Um, but after my day trip to Oxford, which was the previous episode... Uh, cheeky little plug if you will if you haven't listened to that one it's quite a good one at 43 minutes long um feel free to go listen to that if you haven't already but yeah after going to oxford i've always liked trains but i'd argue i got a lot more into it um and i have a lot of different camera equipment whether it be um a 
a more like a Canon G7X or a Nikon D5500 or a video camera, not just for plane spotting, but also for my uh, photography passion, if you will. And um, I, I wanted to use that and I thought, well, let me head out to one of the many stations in London that, as you know, is packed full of trains. And um, where did I head to? What was the first location? It was Clapham Junction Station, which is one of the busiest. And um, I had so much fun. I only spent an hour and I got like 600 pictures and I saw so many cool trains. So much so that the next day I um, actually went to Paddington and Clapham Junction then again. But a bit of a twist is I didn't take pictures. I actually took videos with my Panasonic camcorder. And you might be like... Why on earth are you taking videos? You can't publish videos on an aviation channel. It's all part of something... Honestly, I'm only saying this now for the podcast, people. It, I don't know if it's going to happen. Who, who knows? We'll see how everything pans out, if there's a demand for it. Basically, if I have the time for it, whether it would be in the middle of this year, but I'm sort of starting the planning phase now. Um, I'd potentially look at if I can get approval from YouTube. Because if you know and if you keep up to date with a lot of the minute details to my channel and me as a person i've tried many times to start a second channel and youtube have taken it down for impersonation i have no idea why um and then if you deal with youtube support you'll know how annoying it is to deal with them just for basic things like monetization let alone them rectifying a channel that they've deleted it's it's too much effort it can take me weeks just to get a monetization part of me to get sorted. So I'm not going to spend five months trying to sort a channel that had no videos on it. So if I was going to launch a second channel, I would need to try and get all the appropriate approval. So they didn't take me down after one video because they're like, oh boy, DJ's whatever is impersonating DJ's aviation. So I'm kind of exploring ideas of, I guess I can say, a transport-related channel. Um, this means... I know a lot of people want to see the plane spotting clips that they see in the videos that I never uploaded. Well, there are some, there's like a backlog on my YouTube channel, but I'd argue my channel now is basically me talking. It's not plane related, but a lot of people want to see the plane related things. And personally, the algorithm on YouTube is so messed up that it's a complete and utter nightmare um, trying to switch up content because then people won't watch it. As an example, I published a video on uh, Tuesday and it was about the Concorde, barely even got 5,000 views in, what, 20 hours? That is real. for anyone that's unaware, that is absolutely atrocious. Um, and that was something totally different that I thought people might be interested in. Clearly not, because um, that is really, really low. So doing something like plane spotting, people want to see it, but then only 5,000 people turn up. So it's, it's very, there's a lot of pressure that comes with YouTube, which I don't know if people necessarily get. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but naturally you want to be understood as a creator because people can request something, but at the end of the day, one needs money to survive. So you have to make sure you're making content that people are going to watch. And naturally I have how many people to please 300,000 plus people, uh, say 2000 people in the discord server, people in the emails, people on Twitter, people on Instagram, people on Flickr, and they all want something and I can't do, I'm not some superhuman. Like, unfortunately I can't do all of that. So I try and do as much as I can. And I find when I do that, the results are always poor. And and sure, I've made someone happy, which is one of the best feelings in the world, but they, no one else tunes in to everything they requested. So naturally, as a content creator, it's pretty damn confusing because you think to yourself, but didn't everyone just beg for this on a um, YouTube live stream? And I did it and then no one watched it. So it's just one of those things. And then you do something like recently I've been finding that 
the videos I spend less amount of time working on do better than the ones I spend a lot longer scripting and researching. So it just is what it is. YouTube's a funny, a funny place. And it's, yeah, sometimes I feel like I take it too seriously. And if I put more time and effort into it, it doesn't actually go anywhere. So it is what it is. What a complete mess. Anyway, I've gone off on another tangent. Where was I? I was talking about trains. No, sorry. I was talking about the potential second channel that was going to be like DJ's transport or whatever. It would basically be home to plane spotting, singular plane spotting content, train videos, tram videos. Um, I wouldn't ever rule out potentially like talking about other forms of transport, whether it be naturally, I don't know anything about trains. If anyone didn't know, I don't know anything. I couldn't even tell you one like brand manufacturer of a train. I couldn't tell you any train naming. I have no idea. I just like how they look. And um, personally, I think that's what is an enjoyment for me. A lot of people always say to me, oh, you love planes, don't you? And when I give them the answer, they're quite shocked. And they're like, what? I say I did. And they're like, what do you mean you did? You you talk about planes as your work. But that doesn't mean I necessarily enjoy planes. Planes has become my work. Planes was originally my hobby and passion, but now it's work. And that's the only way I see it. So if I'm not working, I do not want to talk about planes, which I think maybe is why I feel pressure to go on places like Discord and, and Twitter is because planes is not me as a human being. It's a character nowadays, as in it's the DJ's aviation character that people see, but that's not me. Um, as in, I don't talk about planes with my parents or my girlfriend or my friends. I never talk about that sort of thing unless it's related to work, but then I don't talk about my work. I talk about my interests and um, I feel like naturally coming on any sort of social media, there's a lot of pressure to talk about those sort of things when I already spend 10 hours in the day script writing about planes. But for trains, I don't know anything. So it's a lot of fun because I'm just new and I'm learning. Well, I'm not even learning. I've got too much in my head, but they look cool and I like the paint jobs. That's the main thing. Uh, so this would purely probably be like a passion channel where I would just post that sort of stuff whenever. I know it wouldn't create 150,000 subscribers. I don't really care. It's just sort of a fun thing for me to do and, and a way for me. To, because personally, I took pictures. One of the main reasons, I was thinking about it for a while, but one of the main reasons why I'd uh, head that way is because I took pictures of trains and didn't really enjoy it. But I feel like taking videos of trains is better. Personally, uh, I have actually enjoyed taking videos of trains more. And that is where we're headed now. Uh, yeah, this next segment is me being me. And if you know me, I'm a calamity and a mess and everything goes wrong when it involves me. This, this segment involves me being kicked out of train stations. This involves emergency alarms being go going off. This is me in a nutshell. Because ba basically, if you've been listening, how many times have I been train spotting? Like never. The one time I go train spotting, let's begin. Trying to get to Clapham Junction. I got thrown off the bus three times because the traffic was too heavy to get to Clapham Junction. So three days in a row, I didn't get to the destination I wanted to go because there was too much traffic and my bus got terminated. So the world was basically saying, we don't want you to go train spotting, Dan. Don't go. Three times got thrown off. Then I made it to Clapham Junction for my first day. What happened? What do you think happened? I'll give you like a second in your head to think, what are the scenarios? Five... Four, three, two, one. There was a fire on the goddamn platform. A fire. Like, how often does that happen? How often? 
But the one time I wanted to go and do train, nope. So we got evacuated and I had to stand outside for how long? Like two hours. Oh, and then I gave up and went back. Um, yeah, so just casually a fire on the platform, an emergency alarm, being told to evacuate and run out of the premises. Lovely stuff. Um, I'm looking at my list of notes. What else happened? Um, oh, so I uh, went to... So the first day I went to Clapham Junction, then I went to Paddington and... <coughs> oh, my throat's getting dry. Pardon me. I went to Paddington and Clapham Junction the next day, and then I had a day break, and the day after I went to uh, King's Cross and London Euston, and um, I had no problems at uh, London Houston. Hopefully, I pronounce it Houston. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but yeah, I had no problems there, and I have been there once before uh, when I went to the football in 2019. I went to Wolverhampton through that station, and I went to King's Cross, but I couldn't train spot at King's Cross. And then guess what happened? An emergency evacuation again, and I got kicked out again trying to work because King's Cross is huge, so it's like a huge maze to get through. I got kicked out again for a fake emergency alarm that someone, not a fake, but someone accidentally lent against the control panel and we got kicked out. But yeah, I would say my favourite station of all of the London ones so far that I've been to is Paddington. Paddington is the best that I have been to. Um, Whether it be the fact it's indoors, it feels the cleanest. I like how it looks. Um, I like the functionality of it that the underground leads you right to where you have to be. As in, if you've never been to London, pretty much you arrive in the underground on the district line at Paddington. I believe there's uh, this circle and line. I'm not sure the the specific routes that... Uh, the lines part of me that serve Paddington, but you would get off at Paddington and then you basically walk through and go up an escalator and you're right there and then it's 20 metres to the next barrier and then you touch on or whatever scan your code and you get on the train that's going further away. So Paddington's been the best for me. When I went to Reading for the football in 2019, I went out of Paddington, and also when I went to Oxford, I went out of Paddington. So they're my two experiences. Um, speaking of that, I've booked a couple new day trips. Very exciting stuff for anyone that doesn't follow me on Twitter. How did I forget to say that? I forgot to even put it as a note, but I've booked new day trips. Dan is heading, or DJ is heading to new places, and there's going to be really, really cool podcasts. Let me open up my phone and confirm to you all right now where I'm actually going to be headed. Um, the first one's in May. I'm not going to reveal the date, but uh, let's see. My tickets. I'm headed to Bath. Everyone, I think, already knew about this one, but I'm heading to Bath in May. From This is out of London Paddington as well. It's a one-hour, 22-minute train ride, and I'm in carriage B. Uh... Then in May as well, I'm going to York, somewhere I'm very excited to go, up north. I'm headed to York. This time I'm leaving out of London King's Cross, which is very exciting. That's a new station that I'll be travelling out of, and that's a two-hour train ride. And then, probably the most exciting thing that's going to happen to me in the past year that I'm really, really excited for is not my day trip, but my mini holiday and overnight stay in Scotland. I'm going to Scotland. I'm going to Scotland by train. I'm very, very, very excited. Even though it's a four hour and a half hour train ride, I am so excited. I'm going to Edinburgh for photography reasons, basically. I'm so excited to go and do photography in Edinburgh and I'm spending the night um, in Edinburgh as well. Uh, so that podcast is going to be action packed with basically talking about what I did. I'm so excited. I literally have a huge smile on my face that I get to go to Edinburgh um, on the train. I don't care about going on the plane, but I'm so excited. Um, this is the person that's been stuck in their flat for like 
so long with COVID. So it's really, really exciting. And I am booking more day trips very soon. So if you have any suggestions, feel free to um, send me an email or whatever if you have a suggestion of where I should go within the UK or maybe Scotland. All depends. Before I leave at the start of August to go back to Australia. But yeah, I just thought I'd add that in that I have some day trips books that I'm very, very excited to do um, and more on the way. Uh, So hopefully heaps of photography to come, interesting podcasts, train pictures, some train videos. Um, I'm actually planning on going to Birmingham very soon. There's a reason why I'm not going to Birmingham and there's a reason why I was inactive for two days, which is what I'll get onto a bit later. But I was going to go to Birmingham purely for train spotting because it's not too far away. It was pretty cheap, but I'm going to probably do that in the coming week or something like that. Um, back to King's Cross and the evacuation, though. I actually saw the Eurostar for the first ever time. It was parked, but I saw the Eurostar. That counts in my book, and it was really, really awesome to see that. Um, I'd like to see it actually moving, but we'll take it as a step-by-step gradual uh, procedure with that. Um, I'm just having a look at my list. Uh, The next topic is my weird but somewhat normal sleeping schedule. Recently I've been waking up at, well the past two days I've had to wake up at 8am but I was going to sleep at like 10.30 11pm which if you know anything about me is totally unheard of and the people in my discord server are always like go to sleep, go to sleep, why are you still awake and I'm just like well I'm still awake but I'm going to sleep really early and that's because I've pretty much been getting tattooed for the past two days. So I'm basically, my left arm is an excruciating it basically feels like someone's put a heating unit on my left arm and then my right arm is a fan. So it, if if I this podcast sounds a bit weird, it's because basically I finished the... Ta- I've been... I think how long did it take? It was across two days and took... Basically started at 9am on Tuesday and Wednesday and finished at like 5pm of non-stop. So my arm is literally dead. It hurts. It, I can't explain the pain. I thought I'd be fine, and I was fine for parts of it. But today, the Wednesday, which was the final day of the tattoo, I was literally... And I have a high pain tolerance. If you didn't know, I have eczema, which is a skin condition. Rashes, basically red rashes. I've dealt with it my whole life. It means sleeping's pretty uncomfortable for me, and I never really have a good night getting to sleep. Um... So I have a pretty high pain tolerance and discomfort tolerance dealing with that my whole life. But um, this was pretty bad. And I was basically screaming into the pillow silently and wincing 24-7. It was so bad. Um, but it was worth it. I like the end result. <laughs> Trust me, very, very painful. And I know for a lot of people, when they get a tattoo, they'll want to um, get another one straight after. For me, I'm not really like that. It has to be something meaningful. But also, I'm not going through that pain again. Screw that. I'm not doing that. Anyway, so that's what I've been up to for the past two days. Um, getting tattooed. If you do want to see it, it will be on my personal Instagram. Somewhere. I'll put it on my story or something like that. Or I'll put it in the Discord server. But um, yeah. So let me think what else. This podcast isn't going to be that long. Not much has really happened. The aviation industry has been incredibly dry of late. Um... But let me just think, there was one thing, yeah, the last thing I wanted to mention was my keyboard. It's just gone. It's not, that makes it sound like it's been stolen. It's not been stolen, but it is dead. Um, the same day I went to King's Cross, where I had that evacuation, I came back and my keyboard just 
wasn't working and it hasn't worked. It can't register anything. Uh, originally, I thought it was a huge problem with my Mac and, you know, my Mac's new, so I was panicking. But then I have my old Mac here and the keyboard still won't work. So yeah, I think after four years and being used every single day, and if you know how much I type, I script all my stuff myself. And my scripts can be like basically on average 600 to 1,000 words plus 1,300 words. Um, then we have all the texting, the scripting. Why do I say scripting again? Pardon me. We have all the texting, the Discord stuff, emails, formatting, so much stuff. That keyboard has been, well, I was about to say bashed, but that is true because I have whacked that keyboard many times watching the football. I digress though. Even still, it has been through the wars with how much clicking I've done, it, uh, traveling across the other side of the world, traveling with me. So yeah, it fought valiantly, but it's come to an end. And immediately after this, I'm going to place an order for a new keyboard. For anyone that's curious, uh, let me just quickly get it up. I should have it. I couldn't order it because of some really, really silly banking problems, but it is the Razer Black Widow V3 mechanical keyboard for anyone that's curious. Now, does this one have, this one better have the uh, wrist mat. Let me just double check. Yes. Wait, no, never mind. I'm lucky I didn't order it because it doesn't. Anyway, I'm not ordering that one. I need the one with the, the wrist, um, the wrist rest. I love that. So I have to, I've got to keep looking. Um, what one is that? While we're here, let's do it together. Here we go. Pardon me. It is the Razer. Oh God, it's sixty pound more. This is this is ridiculous. I'm being scammed right before your very eyes. I'm being scammed. Two hundred pound. Anyway, this is going to turn into me shopping. So let's not do that. Anyway, I need the one with the thing. So we might have to buy it from Amazon. The problem is right. Um, I can get this on Friday, but. It costs £200 or I can get it for like £100 on Amazon, but I have to wait till May. But I can't type on this silly little small keyboard on the Mac. Because as someone who's used an external keyboard for so long, I can't use this Mac keyboard. It's, it doesn't function. Like, I can't write 1,100 words. It takes it would take me like seven hours. But if anyone, people in the Discord server know, but um, I type really, really quickly. I can do like a 1,300 word script in... 10 minutes, potentially even under 10 minutes if I know what I'm writing. I can finish scripts in like three minutes if I really knuckle down because I'm that kind of person that just, as an example, let's say I'm writing on um, a 737 Max problem. While at its source and at its like main thing is a new story, in my head, I remember something I wrote yesterday and five weeks before and I'm like, oh, include this, include that, include that. It's such a massive thought out process in my head. But if I have a keyboard that enables me to do that, that I'm so familiar with, it works. I don't have that anymore. So I'm literally staring at each key I press on the Mac and it doesn't work. So I need a keyboard as fast as I can and I can't wait till May. So basically I'm going to get scammed now unless I can find it somewhere cheaper. So that's frustrating. Um, but yeah, these, thing these things come in threes and my phone broke. Fun fact. Phone broke. First ever time my phone's broken in however many how many devices? I've never had a single device that I've had an issue with until the iPhone carked it um, last month. And now the keyboard. These thing comes in threes. So if you have a prediction, feel free to let me know on what's going to die next because, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that front. But it, it wouldn't shock me if something's coming next. I really don't want, want that because I can't be affording that. 
I've got to ship back a bunch of stuff to Australia and that's going to cost money. It's just really frustrating when you go such a long period of time without having to spend money and then all of a sudden everything starts going wrong. And I'm sure if there's adults potentially listening to this podcast, um, you'll know what it's like when you have the bills and then all of a sudden you have stuff that breaks that you need to replace. And it all seems to happen at once as well. It doesn't space it out. It all comes at you at once and you've got to deal with it. And that's such a mess. Um, It naturally adds a lot of stress. Now, in the last podcast to conclude, I talked about my Discord partnership. Um, Still haven't got an email. I check every day. Still no update uh, if we've been partnered or not. But hopefully, I'm going to cross my fingers and my toes, and you should too if you're listening. Do the exact same thing right now, please. Um, That the next time I record this podcast, we will either be partnered. Well, we're going to be partnered. I don't want to be like, oh, we'll be rejected because that's pretty, pretty sad. We're like... Hi, everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode. We've been rejected for our Discord partnership. Thank you for listening. No, 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 no. We're definitely going to get accepted. Um, But yeah, hopefully the next time I come back to this, which will be next week, and stuff's happened, um, you will have heard if we've got it or not. Fingers crossed we get it. It's taking quite a while, but it can take up to a month. And it's been two weeks now. So let's hope we get a result. With that being said, I've been going 25 minutes. Today was not really about aviation. It was just about trains and random stories that have went on when I was trying to go and see trains. Um, I took about an hour and 20 minutes of train content already from just a few stations, and I'm going back many, many more times. So if I do launch this channel and I would publish them in like four-minute videos, there's a lot of videos already there. You can do the math. I'm not good at maths, but you can think this is an hour and 20 minutes of footage. And I think in total, I was at these stations for like 45 minutes and I already each, and I already have an hour and 20. There's, I'm going to be taking a lot of footage while I'm still here of trains. So yeah, if it does end up going on YouTube, there'll be a lot of episodes. And then pretty soon you'll have trains from Melbourne as well and trams from Melbourne and buses and all that jazz. Whether that happens remains to be seen. I've contacted my brand designer, so hopefully we get a response because I want some branding to be adjusted for this channel. It's basically permitting the brand designer getting back to me as well because if that can happen, then I can get with the new name. Again, if you have any suggestions for a name, feel free to drop it. Well, I was going to say in the comments, but there's no comments, is there? I'm silly like that. Feel free to suggest it to me on one of my social media platforms. But yeah... Thank you very much for listening um, to me waffle for a full 26 minutes. I don't know how people enjoy this, but hopefully it gives you a better idea on me and stuff I've been going through. Um, I appreciate every single one of you that watches, tunes in, whatever it is, leaves a comment, leaves hate. At the end of the day, it's interaction and it's building a community, good or bad, and I greatly appreciate that. I will never take it for granted um, and I'll always do my best to be there for anyone and just make sure that Our community is one where people feel safe, wanted, and have the ability to be themselves. Because I was that kid who was, and this isn't even just for directed at kids or teenagers, but um, I was that person when I was 14 years of age, 15 years of age, that had no friends. And that's not, that I don't want that to come across like a diss, that I'm dissing people for having no friends. But I want to say that I was that person who liked aviation when I was 14 and 15. And yes, I'm still young. I'm only 20, but I was that person when I was 14 and 15 that had no one that liked planes. So 
I wasn't understood. I was bullied at school for that interest. Um, and I had nothing. I had no outlet and I was just constantly bullied. And I would like to think that, yes, I make videos, but also we have a community, especially in the Discord server, where if you are dealing with that, you can go there and not be judged. You, it's a place where if you can't go to your local plane spotting airport, because, you know, some people don't have the ability to head two minutes down the road to Heathrow. They're, they're in places where they can't go to the airport. So I'd like to think that they can come into this server or come on Twitter or maybe not so much YouTube comments because that's a mess and I don't even look at it. But I'd like to think the Discord server, they can come in and talk to like-minded people that just want to talk about planes or homework or trains and not be judged. And I think personally we have achieved that in my Discord server and that makes me very, very happy because that's all I wanted. I never wanted 10,000 members. I never wanted 30,000 members. Um, naturally, you want it to be active, but most of all, I wanted it to be a place where everyone felt welcomed, where there wasn't constant toxicity, there wasn't server beef. It was just a great place for people that maybe felt singled out or left out to come and meet new friends, because that's what it's all about. That's what this hobby's all about. Yes, it's enjoying planes and maybe now widely trains and stuff, but it is about feeling warm and making friends and, and enjoying all that with people. And I didn't have that, but that doesn't mean that I don't want other people to get that in their life. As I say that, my NordVPN screen, this is not sponsored, although they are coming back on the YouTube channel, so there will be eventually a sponsor for them. My NordVPN screen just sh flashed up on my screen for some reason, so I think that's a cue for me to end and not get all deep with you. We're at 30 minutes now, so thank you very much for listening. I will see you next week. Uh, for the people that are listening to this now back on Patreon, on a Wednesday night, hello. And to the people that are listening to this on any streaming platform, either now on Saturday or Sunday or whenever you're listening, hello. Um, hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, stay tuned for the next ones. Um, enjoy the rest of your week or your weekend. Be safe, please. Follow all the restrictions and all that jazz. And um, yeah, take care. See you on the YouTube channel and bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. If you haven't already, feel free to follow my socials, being that of YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, all under the DJ's Aviation Branding. If you're interested in seeing my large collection of car, transport, aviation, and natural landscape photography, you can check me out on Flickr. Interested maybe in also joining a Discord community with thousands of members? You can do so with the vanity URL of discord.gg forward slash aviation. We'd certainly love to see you there. Until the next podcast, be safe and take care.